This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Raise the tackle, watch out! Burst of speed! Look at this freshman! Welcome to the home of professional football, Canton, Ohio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May. If you're joining us for the first time, College to Canton is a show where we talk about everything from college football recruiting to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We always talk about some fantasy football, but we always also make sure to dive into some real college football and NFL analysis too. Sometimes and most of the time those overlap anyway. But last week, in case you missed it, I was joined by Stefan Leco and Matt Wispay, a couple other Rotoviz contributors and hosts of the Rotoviz College Football Show. We built our very first 2021 NFL Draft rookie big board together, talking about, you know, 24 different potential rookies for next season actually. We'll get together and do that again in between now and the NFL Combine. But just wanted to give you guys a first glimpse at what next year's NFL draft could look like. Highly recommend checking that out. Jam-packed episode if you haven't already. But this week, I thought it would be helpful to dive into two things and keep it pretty simple for you here. One, strategies for fantasy footballers who want to successfully navigate all of the COVID outbreaks, delayed games, and and crazy lineup decisions that come with this bizarre season uh, with all the uh, weird IR situations, everything. Uh, and, And two... Instead of outbreaks, I thought we could, on a more positive side, cover some breakout true freshman players in college football. Some surprising and some not so surprising. But first, it's time for my favorite segment so far, hopefully it's yours, for the man of the hour, Mr. George Kittle, San Francisco 49ers tight end and apparent demigod PPR monster. He hadn't played a game since, you know, September 13th. So he decided, you know what, I'm just going to catch up. Uh, I need to make up for lost time. So he just went and grabbed 15 receptions, 183 yards, and a touchdown against the Eagles in prime time. And that put him up over 3,000 receiving yards already in just 47 career games. And not even three and a half seasons in, and he's already well on his way to the Hall of Fame. And that's actually the fastest pace on a per game and yards per season pace of all time for tight ends just absolutely destroying what we thought was possible at tight end and he's still he's still just 27 years old and despite missing two weeks Kittle's actually still on pace for 900 receiving yards this season so congrats to every fantasy footballer who started Kittle this week and my sincerest condolences to those of you who thought your 35 point lead would be sufficient going into the Sunday night game but on to the topic of the hour And that is, aside from the very serious and sad nature of this pandemic, I mean, COVID outbreaks are really starting to ruin things for NFL and college football. I mean, it's supposed to be, in theory, a place that we can actually avoid having to talk about all these things. But with all the COVID outbreaks and all the the, the Titans and Steelers getting rescheduled and and really the the Patriots and Chiefs giving us a scare, Cam Newton's still out. It's just, it's, it's been kind of a mess. 
So, I mean, what do we do this season to tackle this and find success in fantasy football anyway, regardless of, of all the uncontrollable circumstances? I'll try to keep it simple and just give you three tips or strategies that I've already found myself doing this year that I hope can help you in your leagues, whether it's redraft or dynasty or whatever format you are in. Because I think, you know, every commissioner that, you know, your league commissioner has some kind of, they've probably made contingencies and there's there's different rules different roster sizes, all, all sorts of ways to really take advantage of the weird situation that we're in. But I'll try to just keep it to three simple tips that I hope you can take advantage of and will help you win your leagues this year, even in this COVID situation. So first, this is something you should do anyway in normal leagues with just normal injured players. But I would advocate that you trade for players that currently have COVID or basically the, the morning of that the news drops that's the moment, regardless of the format, whether you're in a league that's only playing this fall or you're in a dynasty league that's going on for years, I don't care. Trade for the Cam Newtons when the news drops. Trade for the Tennessee Titans that were off this week. This is especially important to do in dynasty leagues where you know you, you roll over rosters every single year. So these, these small transactions people make out of just impatience and people make out of panic because they, they feel like they have to win every single game. You know, you can you can really make one transaction and set yourself up for the future in Dynasty. But even in redraft leagues where you just play one season, it's all about surviving the regular season. I get that. But really, building the best lineup that can help you win in the playoffs is how you truly win the championship. And if you can take advantage of the owners that panic, I, I mean, I've, I've already seen some absurd drops of players and, and short-term IR decisions and uh, from COVID and, and really just other injuries this year that because of all the strange nuances of the year with all these it's not even just always COVID but you can trade for these players that are only out short term and take advantage so that's one but two thanks to you know kind of an extension of that that thanks to the short-term IR availability this year uh, whereas you know most players would miss a half the season or entire seasons well now they're probably going to be coming back sooner than you think so if you have a short-term IR player you know, conversely, opposite of kind of what I just said, hold those players. If you're in that situation, don't panic. Don't be the person that sells those off. And don't go panic trading for short-term, you know, handcuff replacement running backs like Mike Davis. I mean, yes, he's great right now, putting up, you know, 16, 17, 18, maybe even more PPR points. But the, the truth is, he's going to be rendered entirely useless in a few weeks when Christian McCaffrey returns. For, for example, I just actually traded away Mike Davis in one of my leagues. It's kind of a weird league. It's not like a normal everyday redraft league. It's actually a Devi league. It's actually what I, what I call a uh, college decanton league uh, where, where I got the idea for this, this podcast a long time ago. But just to frame it here for you, you have a college league and an NFL league. So I traded for a college player, a true freshman who hasn't played just yet. I really like his name's Ashad Clayton. I grabbed him and I grabbed Devin Duvernay, who is on the Baltimore Ravens. I, I traded Mike Davis away, who will be useless in two or three weeks, for two players I can use on both sides of the ball. And Ashad Clayton is a potential NFL draft pick in the future. So that's not necessarily going to be the, the trade that everybody tries to pull off. And that trade may, may not make that much sense if you don't play in a college decanton league. But do try to, to find that opportunity Find those you know, short-term players uh, that people are targeting because they're panicking, thinking they have to win, have to get extra every extra point right this second. 
you know, find those so so that you can actually make your team better two, three, four weeks from now, or maybe two, three, four years from now, if you're playing in dynasty leagues, you know, especially if you aren't competing for a title this year in Debbie or dynasty, that's, that's the kind of move I'm making all over. I, I just traded and then Carlos Hyde away just to kind of get younger and a few spots just because somebody thought, oh, Chris Carson might miss time and he didn't even miss time. Uh, so there, there are all sorts of ways that you can take advantage and do that kind of thing right now. Owners are just panicking. In the short term, IR and availability of, of these players, studs to kind of come back and make these players that are kind of handcuffs or short-term solutions useless. I feel like there's more opportunities for that than ever, whether it's COVID-related or not. And lastly, as a combination, this is tip number three here, as a combination of both of the two prior tips, and this may be frowned upon by some, but as the great Herm Edwards once said, you play to win the game. So really in summary, and this may sound obvious, but carefully make sure that every single transaction you make screws over the teams and owners you may face in the playoffs. I'll say it again. Very carefully make sure that every single transaction that you make with your fantasy football team screws over the teams and owners you might face in the playoffs. For example, trade your short-term handcuff running back to an opponent that you won't play again personally, but two other possible playoff teams do. It's really simple. You know, just get get strategic and kind of plan things out. See if you can sell the player to the right owner that helps you and hurts others at the same time. And I usually don't recommend this, but pick up key backups that could help your likely playoff opponents in the future if you have deeper rosters and can just, you know, kind of play keep away. But really that's that's the second option. If you if you can do this or if you don't have deep rosters intentionally or if you don't have deep rosters, intentionally clog your opponent's rosters. You know, grab those players if they're on waivers or if you already have, you know, some kind of backup or handcuff option that you really can't use. But you don't really have deep roster space, you want to have a different kind of player, try to offer those key backups to your opponents because that kind of clogs the end of their roster up so they won't be churning it and making their team better as the playoffs approach. So it can look like you're trying to quote unquote help them just in, you know, just in case a player gets sick. But realistically, in many cases, you're just clogging up the roster with bad players that won't have any relevance at any point this season. So I really, those are just a couple examples, but if you pull off the little things, you know, with every single little transaction, especially in Dynasty, you could find yourself adding future value all over the place, adding future picks, adding younger players, uh, while also weakening your toughest competition ever so subtly in a way that fits your league format. And obviously everyone's leagues are different. There's so many different ways you can approach this. If you want more examples or if you have questions on how to exploit your particular league, please do reach out to me at FF underscore Travis M or leave a question in a review that you leave for the show. I'd be glad to dive into this more. But that's probably the, the, the three tips that I would give this year to owners that want to tackle this COVID uh, season the best that we can because there's just so much unknown. We're all in uncharted territory. So I hope those three simple things and reminders can help you win your fantasy leagues this year. But but back to some more kind of real football life uh, kind of things right here. On the other side, I, on a brighter note than talking about COVID and, and how to take advantage of the weird situation that we're in. I'll also talk about some true freshman breakouts in college football that are already working hard to secure their future NFL draft stock. And there are plenty of them. But first, a word from our sponsors. 
You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you, and while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. What's up, listeners? This is Curtis Patrick. I just wanted to stop by and say thank you for supporting RotoViz Radio. You are the absolute best audience in the business, and I know it. As a special thank you, I'm offering 10% off your next RotoViz subscription. Just use code 2020RVRADIO at checkout. That's right. Go to rotoviz.com, click subscribe, and enter code 2020RVRADIO at checkout for 10% off. You can even extend your subscription. Oh, and one more thing. If you haven't ever done it, please rate and review the podcast you're listening to right now on Apple Podcasts. It's really easy. It only takes like 10, 15 seconds. Just do it. We'd love to hear your feedback. Now, back to the show. All right, so it's time for some true freshman breakouts to keep an eye on as as college football progresses this season. And perhaps if you play in Debbie Fantasy Football Leagues, these might also be some targets for you to trade for in your deeper leagues or maybe that college decanton format I was talking about before. So let's just dive right in and let's talk about a player who saw his first significant action just this past weekend and really blew up and, and I'm really pumped about it. Mainly because I'm an Auburn fan, uh, but also because I have some Debbie shares in fantasy football. And I'm just excited to root for you know young players breaking out early. Tank Bigsby, or Cartavius Bigsby, his real name, for Auburn. He was forced into early action this past week because Sean Shivers was out with injury this past weekend. I, I was expecting to see a little bit more DJ Williams. Instead, Tank was given the start right away and took basically all the running back work. And really, it was an ugly game. Auburn lost 27-6, and Tank Bigsby was the only real bright spot for Auburn in the entire game. I mean, he was the leading rusher and the team's leading receiver, finished with seven catches, and overall 99 yards from scrimmage in a game where Georgia dominated Auburn. He, he still found a way to produce, still found a way to be efficient, and really added yards after contact all over the place. If you're not familiar with Tank Bigsby, or uh, Cartavius Bigsby. I mean, he, he was a near five-star pedigree type of recruit, top-tier athlete, and he, he proved that he could catch in high school, already doing it on Saturdays for Auburn. And really, I mean, when you look at his frame, he's already six feet, almost 220 pounds as a true freshman, and his name is Tank. So how is he not your RB1, right? I mean, he, he probably at this point, it's between him and maybe one or two other guys, but he's probably my running back one for the 2023 NFL draft very, very early. And I know that sounds like it's forever away, uh, but it's really less than two and a half years away from that draft season. So remember the name, Tank Bigsby. Watch for him to break out continually as the Auburn football season progresses. Second name here I've actually talked about before on the podcast. In fact, he was the man of the hour uh, on the last podcast, and then we actually had to record before Jordan Addison 
played Louisville two weekends ago. Uh, we, we talked about, I think, maybe him breaking out for over 100 yards receiving against them. He didn't do that, but he had like seven catches and I think like maybe 80 yards and a score against Louisville. And then last, just this past weekend, Jordan Addison, again, this is the Pittsburgh wide receiver, Jordan Addison, true freshman. He grabbed a quick 75-yard score early on in the game, had one more reception, and then actually left the game early with an uh, what, what the team is calling an upper body injury. The dude is just killing it. If you compare his results early on as a true freshman to any other true freshman or even redshirt freshman, uh, Jordan Addison is absolutely killing it. He's already got 23 receptions. He has 246 yards and three scores through his first four career games. He already has a 36% dominator rating so far, which would be way more than you know qualifying for a true freshman breakout season. And he's currently fourth in receptions for all of college football. And he leads all true freshmen in receptions and receiving yards by a wide margin, already 27 total touches through his first four games. He has been essentially all of the Pittsburgh offense. When he went out, DJ Turner had a good game, but man, Jordan Addison, as a true freshman, it is super rare to see a player just take over like that. So remember the name Jordan Addison. He could very well be the wide receiver one for the 2023 NFL draft. So continuing though, I mean, that's probably RB1, wide receiver one for 2023, but keeping it with true freshman and redshirt freshman, Keep that in mind here for these breakouts. Jameer Gibbs is the other running back that might be in the conversation for the running back one for 2023. Jameer Gibbs, Georgia Tech running back. He, he, you know, a lot of really smart people liked him. He wasn't, you know, a darling uh, according to the uh, recruiting services as much. He was a, f- a four-star recruit, but going to a situation with Jeff Collins trying to completely overhaul what had been a really weird scheme for Georgia Tech for way too long. Right out of the gate, he starts a true freshman at quarterback and really giving 33 carries in two games to Jameer Gibbs as also a true freshman. Loving it because Jameer Gibbs already has 257 yards from scrimmage and 394 all-purpose yards when you include his kick returns as well through just two games. That's Keep in mind, that's almost 400 all-purpose yards through just two games. I mean, Gibbs looks absolutely electric. I mean, he looks like an, an early breakout, super productive Alvin Kamara. And so, I mean, he's shown he can catch and already has a 100-yard rushing game. He definitely is in the conversation for 2023 running back one. And I mentioned the rookie quarterback or freshman quarterback, I should say, Jeff Sims for Georgia Tech. He's looked good at times, but and he hasn't been bad. And he is really one of only three or four true freshmen or even red shirt freshman quarterbacks doing anything at this point. But man, he's going to have to clean up the, the turnovers because yes, he has like 700 passing yards. Yes, he has like 170 plus rushing yards, but he's also thrown eight picks. So I, I want to get excited about him, but man, he needs to clean that up real quick. Otherwise, his, uh, he's not going to have that starting job for much longer. And then changing positions here, only, the only tight end I'm super interested in among the true freshmen just yet, Eric Gilbert for LSU. Tight end, six foot five, 250 plus pounds, already runs a 4.7, and already has eight receptions and a touchdown through two games. He's second leading receiver in receptions for LSU right out of the gate and really the highest rated tight end ever, according to the 24-7 sports composite rating. So tons to get excited about there. Should be a first round pick one day, regardless of what year he comes out, he has that kind of potential. But back back to the running back position, Seth McGowan of Oklahoma and his teammate wide receiver Marvin Mims, 
uh, have been doing crazy good things for Oklahoma. So, you know, in recent years, we haven't seen true freshman breakouts there uh, just because of the, the talent ahead of them. But McGowan has already been the most impressive running back for the Sooners. He has more rushing yards uh, than any other back for Oklahoma and has been the most effective like on a yards per touch basis and has, has a few catches to throw in there for you. But Marvin Mims already has a 19.8% dominator rating early with three touchdowns and could be, I mean, from the looks of it, their next Hollywood Brown at a super early age. I mean, he could be uh, dethroning even like Charleston Rambo, who's, who's the only veteran there at wide receiver uh, in terms of market share down the stretch. We'll see. But both Seth McGowan and Marvin Mims for Oklahoma – might be something to look forward to, uh, you know, if you're an Oklahoma Sooners fan and you're thinking, man, one, one and two already, we're basically out of the college football playoff. You guys have a bright future. Rattler's going to be good at quarterback. Seth McGowan and Marvin Mims are going to be good at the skill position. So there is a lot to work with there for you guys. And not to mention a few other exciting young players there. But keeping it in Oklahoma, just changing it and adding state to the end, Oklahoma State's quarterback you know, we, we thought we'd be talking about Spencer Sanders a whole lot. Uh, they probably weren't planning on starting a true freshman and having to rely on him early. But Shane Illingworth, the quarterback, true freshman quarterback, uh, has come in big time for the veteran Spencer Sanders, who's been missing time since the first game. Illingworth has actually played game manager pr- pretty well. I mean, he's led the Cowboys to a 3-0 and start. And he's been averaging, I think it's uh, just over 10 adjusted yards per pass attempt. Not airing it out, but he did have a couple good passes this past weekend. Actually hit Braden Johnson on a really nice deep ball. Really taking advantage of Silent Wallace's skill set as well. Uh, you know, Wallace definitely helped him out some. But man, Illingworth, if he is the uh, the future for Oklahoma State, they look like they're in good hands. And that's probably all for the Power Five. You know, true freshman, redshirt freshman quarterbacks that I'm super pumped about. But back to running backs here. Lawrence Toafili for Florida State. I mean, he looks really good right now. Florida State might be a dumpster fire. Yes, they were down big to an FCS team early, but they came back. They kind of fixed it. And Lawrence Toafili was a huge part of that. And he has been their best back early on this season. He's actually averaging over eight yards per carry and nearly 12 yards per reception right now. He's up to 210 yards from scrimmage through his first three career games. And he could be Mike Norvell's new favorite feature back here soon. And if you know anything about Mike Norvell and feature backs, that could be huge. Over a thousand yard plus season in a shortened season. That kind of upside for Lawrence Toafili. Remember the name, Lawrence Toafili, T-O-A-F-I-L-I. It's interesting to talk about on Florida State right now, to be honest, unless Chubba, Chubba Purdy, also a true freshman, ends up getting the ball here soon. Uh, he actually had some uh, preseason surgeries, I believe, on his collarbone, so he's he's not uh, been put in the, into the lineup just yet, but he could be a name of note here soon. But back to wide receivers, since we haven't talked for, about them for about two minutes here. Quentin Johnston and Blair Conright, actually, two names I didn't think I would be talking about this early for TCU. Quentin Johnston is a true freshman, 6'4", 200 pounds, looks legit already. And Blair, Blair Conright, a name that came out of absolutely nowhere uh, for them. He's a redshirt freshman. I, I thought it'd be all Tay Barber, all J.D. Spielman. Yes, Tay Barber for them has been big, but... Quentin Johnston and Blair Conright both have five catches and 120 yards 
and a touchdown for TCU through just two games. So one of them is probably going to continue to break out for TCU. Johnston especially is is interesting because of his 6'4 size. Just looks looks like a baller. But Blair Conright had a crazy sideline grab over a really good defensive back this past weekend. So we'll see which one of them continues to break out for TCU. And we can't forget, by the way, about Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame hasn't been on the field here recently, but Kyron did have basically the most explosive start in college football this year, like 200 yards from scrimmage or more in the first game, already nearing 300 yards from scrimmage in just two games. And he didn't really have to do much last game at all. So Kyron Williams is still going to be in the conversation as a redshirt freshman. He is eligible for the 2022 NFL Draft, so definitely a name we have to remember, and I'm expecting big things from him here down the stretch for Notre Dame. And keeping it at running back, and a guy that I'm super excited about, he's super, super tiny, but he could very well be the next Darren Sproles. He looks like an all-purpose, all-skill kind of nightmare. I mean, he's only 5'5", you know, 170 pounds-ish. But he's lightning quick and seriously already has 205 rushing yards, 234 receiving yards, and four touchdowns in just three games for Kansas State. Normally, they they ride the backs of a really slow kind of just grinder, you know, three three yards in a pile of dust kind of runner. But Deuce Deuce Vaughn can catch passes. He, He only has eight receptions. Eight receptions he's taken for 234 receiving yards. He's got that kind of explosive ability to get outside find the cutback lane on the inside, uh, and really just do some damage. Immediately usurped Harry Trotter, who is supposed to be the, the guy to come in and be their plotter that you you know we, we've grown to associate with Kansas State football. But Vaughn's going to be almost impossible to keep off the field for Kansas State. So I'd love to see a change of, of how they play here. And, and, and yes, Skylar Thompson missed. He went down with an injury. I hopefully, I'm not sure if he's going to be missing extended time. Not sure when you're listening to the show, but hopefully Skylar Thompson doesn't miss time at, at quarterback so Deuce Vaughn can keep the momentum rolling. And yes, Frank Gore Jr. Yes, the Frank Gore Jr., the son of the never-ending Iron Man that is Frank Gore in the NFL. Frank Gore Jr. is a true freshman at Southern Mississippi. Running back, 46 carries, 208 rushing yards, and actually has five catches for 26 receiving yards through his first four games as a true freshman for Southern Miss. So keep an eye on Frank Gore Jr. if, if he continues to ascend and leaves for the NFL draft early, who knows? Who knows? Frank Gore Jr. might get to play on the same team as his dad if the, <laughs> if Frank Gore can figure out a way to to steal three more running backs jobs in the next three years that, that we want to get excited about. But yeah, so Frank Gore Jr., we really should be watching him. He could be the next great Frank Gore to uh, play another 20 NFL seasons here soon. But last but not least, we had just three names to know in group of five conferences that are true freshmen, redshirt freshmen. Actually, all three are redshirt freshmen. But Grant Wells from Marshall, quarterback there, he had one amazing game and then one pretty meh bad game there, but still led him to victory. Grant Wells, it looks like he's the answer at Marshall for quarterbacks, so he could be the best quarterback that they've had in 15 plus years. Could really change the program for the better. And then Ulysses, seriously, his name is Ulysses, Ulysses Bentley the fourth, no less, uh, SMU running back, already has seven touchdowns 
as a redshirt freshman in just four games. And now his backfield counterpart, TJ McDaniel, is actually going to be missing some time here. Uh, and McDaniel has actually out-touched Bentley, but now Bentley could be the feature in a very high-volume offense. So redshirt freshman, prime opportunity in a scheme that loves to feed the running back. He could be somebody that flies up draft boards quickly and is actually eligible for 2022 because he is that redshirt freshman. So name to know, Ulysses Bentley the fourth SMU running back. And then lastly, Deion Hankins, UTEP running back. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Aaron Jones went to UTEP and was incredibly productive pretty early on in his career. But Deion Hankins, running back UTEP, Richard Freshman on a terrible offense. But I mean, he's actually already got feature back size. He's about six feet, 215 plus pounds, and really are already 90 rushing yards per game thus far this season. So just a name to know there. But that's that's all the true freshman, redshirt freshman that I'm really excited about right now. There's a few others I can maybe dive into, but that I think 17, 18 names to remember uh, already for this season. So if you want to rewind and listen to the last 15 minutes again, so you just don't miss those, you know, take some good notes and uh, uh, sound smart with your friends at the bar or, uh, you know, make some trades in your debut leagues, whatever it's going to be. Those are the names I'm excited about that are already proving themselves as true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, 18, 19 year old kids should be NFL stars one day. Maybe one of these players will end up making it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's all the time we have for this week. Hopefully the the tips and strategies for, for how to navigate this weird COVID season in the NFL. Hopefully that's helpful. Again, reach out to me at FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. Be glad to answer any questions or give any other tips as to how to, how to navigate this season with uh, all the short-term IR and, and trade ideas and everything that you might have going on in your leagues. And if you have any questions on any of the true freshmen or redshirt freshmen I was talking about, I'd love to break them down. And if you think I missed somebody that's breaking out on your favorite college football team, definitely tell me I was super wrong for leaving them out of the show. I'd be glad to hear it. But definitely please do leave a rate and review. Helps this still very young show. I mean, we're only 15 episodes in. Uh, and, and do leave a question in your review if you want. Uh, but thanks for listening, and, and I hope you're enjoying all the football we're having. It's, it, it's crazy that it, it is back, even if we're missing a game here or there. Uh, but I do look forward to you joining me soon for many more episodes of the College of Canton podcast. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.